Welcome back to the Jordan Sai Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. In this episode, I speak with Inner Circle member Patty. And Patty is fucking amazing. She's straightforward. She's very smart. She's very genuine and authentic. And I really appreciate her. And in this episode, what we talk about is her struggles with exercising and specifically over-exercising. And one of the topics we discuss is how many rest days do you actually need and are they important for weight loss? If you struggle with taking a rest from working out because you feel like taking a day off is going to inhibit your progress or slow your progress down, please listen to this podcast because it very well might change your life. I hope you like it. I'll talk to you soon. Patty. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm really, really good. Thank you for getting on the phone with me. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Glad to be here. And by the way, like, congrats on winning the challenge. Right? Thank you. That was fun. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. so first and foremost, before we dive in anything, like, just tell me a little bit about yourself. I just want to get to know you a little bit better. Like, Okay. Give me some background story. Like, tell me about yourself. Like, where are you from? What do you do? Just like, just introduce yourself so I can get to know you a little bit more. Okay. Um, I'm a Midwestern girl. I grew up in Ohio. I am 45 years old. I've been married 20 years. I have a 12 year old and a 13 year old. And um, I went to law school. I was a lawyer for quite a few years. And then I quit when I had my kids and stayed home and I worked from home for a few years. And now I um, own some apartment buildings and manage those with my husband. He's involved in a, a family business. And okay. What kind of law did you practice? Uh, corporate, mostly okay. contract kind of stuff. Did you like it? No. <laughs> never not even a I bit I love the honesty no never I, a day I did not at all actually no no I hated it but um yeah so and then I um <clears throat> I was always kind of like in terms of fitness if if we're getting into that too I um no fitness on this podcast Patty we do not talk about <laughs> fitness that is crap we never talk about that subject <laughs> um I never had an interest in it when I was a kid and when I was growing up and I was um, kind of an, I was an only child. So I had a really quiet childhood, a very happy childhood. I was a big reader. I was all about school. Um, I was a great student and, and I dabbled in sports when I was a kid, but it never stuck. And I was a bit of a chubby kid, honestly. So um, it probably wasn't, I had a couple of rough pregnancies and I was on bed rest and gained a bunch of weight. And it wasn't until I had my second baby. So this is what, like 12 years ago. Um, that I kind of really discovered exercise. I'd, I'd done a little bit back and forth in college, and that's when I first discovered, like, dieting and cardio and step aerobics and all that. But it wasn't really until I had my second baby that I got focused on it. And um, that's when I started kind of exercising on a daily basis and thinking about what I ate. You know, I mean, I weighed over 200 pounds when I had uh, – my second kid and and so that was when I started to really kind of think about that and and at the same time I sort of discovered how to diet and how that worked and how to count my calories and I did a bunch of different programs and a bunch of different stuff and I started doing home exercise videos around that time too um, I discovered um, Kathy Friedrich who I think very much very highly of her videos are fantastic and I started doing a lot of cardio with her and 
she's the one that originally introduced me to weight training. She had actual just weight training videos, great form tips. And it was the first time I understood what the different muscle groups were and how that all worked together. And um, I started doing those every day and even started to quote, just lift instead of doing cardio from time to time. They were mostly endurance-based workouts, but that's, that's kind of where I got started with everything. And, uh, in true lawyer fashion, I had to like analyze it and read about it and learn everything I could about it and look at all the magazines and read everything on the internet, and drive myself crazy about it. And um, since then, it's kind of been this evolving thing that's been a major part of my life for like the past dozen years. And then I found you probably six months ago is when I started reading you on IG and I started sending all your posts to my best friend. Like this guy's a genius. I think he's inside of our heads. He's got us, <laughs> he's got us figured out. And so I, I joined the, um, the inner circle probably, let's see, it was the very end of November. So it hasn't been very long. Okay. Yeah. And so, so, I mean, first of all, thank you for sharing that. Um, sure. Is there anything, anything specifically that's happened since you've joined the inner circle or since, since like you really got into strength training per se, that's like changed your perspective on fitness. It's changed like your mindset. Is there anything that like has, that you think has really helped you move along that like you might've been stuck before you had preconceived notions, like you couldn't get past, like, is there anything that (laughs) helped you? Like really push along your progress? Sure. I mean, I think there are several things that have helped, but for me to tell you that I've, I've had this total mindset shift and I've got it all figured out would be total crap because I think, you know, it's not like I, I woke up one day and, and discovered you and my head has been 100%. I would love to say that, that I've been fixed ever since. But yes, <laughs> things have helped and, and things along the way. I, I am a work in progress and I have faith that eventually I can, I can get on a, on a really healthy, good path. I'm getting there, but I'm not there yet. Um, so actually I want to talk about that, but first, okay. I, I, I want to say I very, very much appreciate and respect the honesty, especially <laughs> in that saying, because no, and it's super important because, yeah. and, and actually Susan and I are going to be posting a video in the inner circle tomorrow um, because not just in the inner circle, but in fitness in general, like in the world, people always look at what other people are doing and assume they always have it figured out, right? Yeah. People yeah. always assume everyone else has it figured out. They assume that everyone else like is in a good place. They have it. It's all good. And like people, someone will post a picture on Instagram or whatever, and they'll be like, I'm so happy. My progress is, is going amazing. And someone else will look at it and they'll be like, well, my progress isn't amazing or I'm not in a good spot. It's like, what's wrong with me? And I think it's very important to remember that even if you are in an amazing place mentally, emotionally, physically, you're still going to have bad days. Absolutely. You're still, you're still going to have times where you question yourself and you doubt yourself. And it's, I'm so glad that you said that, you know, you still have work to do and you still like you're improved, but you're not like where you want to be and where you could be. Because no. realistically, I don't, I don't know if, if just it'll, it's ever possible to get to a point where it's like, you know what? Like, I'm good. Like, I don't want right. to get any better. Right. Right. It's, it's Absolutely. That mindset of like always wanting to improve, but also it's, it's finding the balance between always wanting to improve, but not shaming yourself for not being where you want to be. If that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And I have a tough time with that. That's, that's really big for me. Not shaming myself for not wanting to be where I want to be because 
I think of, you know, I think like most of us, I'm my own worst critic and I am the world's most terrible perfectionist and I can be a brat about it. I want everything to be perfect. And that's something that I've struggled with. I think in the beginning, when I first discovered lifting, I thought to myself, well, um, you know, it's very formulaic. It appeals to that side of me that likes to keep records because right. You always compete with yourself. You always see if you can best yourself. You always see if you can do better the next time, lift a little more, do a few more reps, you know? And so I, I would get in this place where I would, I would want to track everything perfectly. I would want to track my macros perfectly. I would want to never miss a workout, never not complete a workout. Um, there was no such thing as doing a shorter workout because I didn't have time for a longer workout. That's crap. You know, that's an excuse you, you give yourself. So I, I, tend to and I still fight that to this day where I want to make everything perfect and if everything is not perfect then I kind of want to be a brat and be like well screw it I don't want to do it at all I mean I just <laughs> screw this I can't you know I can't handle this imperfection I can't handle this and then and then what I do is instead of spending all my time maintaining all this perfection then I spend all my time getting pissed at myself that I'm not doing it perfectly so you know it's like it's like this either beating yourself up for not for not doing it perfectly or spending all your time in this headspace where you're trying to j keep all these balls in the air perfectly and it's you know neither one is a great place to be so that's really what my struggle has been the last 10 years is to find a place where I can do it really sometimes really badly but keep doing it <laughs> if that makes sense that makes total sense and it, it, I I think that as you were talking literally I was like this is one of the best sound clips I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> oh, thanks. You articulated it so well. I was like, man, like, I just want to, like, take this one sound clip and, like, have, like, literally blast it on a loudspeaker for people to listen to over and over and over again. Because what you just articulated very well was, I think, how more or less everybody feels in some way, shape, or form at one time or another in their life in some, whether it's fitness or business or relationships or whatever there's, mm -hmm. like, it, everyone struggles with that. It's so easy to just be in that like all or nothing mindset of like, well, if I can't do this perfectly, even though it's so funny, people like, if I can't do this perfectly, then I'm just not going to do it at all. And I love yeah. to like, I just want to be a brat about it. And it, like, it was super funny. <laughs> it's like, I laugh. It was, it's true though. And it's like, even the, fu the funniest part is this, even though if, if someone got in a conversation as, and, and we, they were asked, well, do you think that like, there's such a thing as being perfect with your nutrition as being perfect with your workouts. They'd be like, no, of course not. There's no, there's nothing is perfect. But then when they're in the moment and they're just in their head and it's like not really logical, it's more emotional. They're like, well, mm -hmm. what's the point of doing this if it's not perfect? Like, even though they logically know it's not possibly perfect, if it doesn't fall under that quote unquote perfect category in their mind, then it's just like, well, fuck it, I quit type thing. Yeah. It's just like, it's so interesting how that, how we can sort of just, let our, right. our emotions control our actions sometimes if we let them. And, and that's why it's just so important to be so self-aware and so conscious of our emotions and how they're affecting our actions. And uh, I think you articulated it very well. Well, thanks. It, it's, still, it's more like I, and I wish because I could, because I can articulate it, I'd like to tell you that I still don't have that problem, but I do, you know, and that's what's so crazy about it. I can say it to you. You can, I can have a conversation about it. But it's still something that I struggle with, you know, doing or not doing. And, and, and even right now, for instance, I, my hip has been bugging me. I feel like an old lady. And, you know, my hip's been bugging me. I feel like I should probably back off maybe some of the heavy lifts for a week or two. Like, it's been bugging me for weeks. And because I can't keep working on my deadlifts, because I can't keep pushing past that, you know, number that I'm working on, 
I'm pissed. And what I should be doing is taking walks, working on my upper body, doing some lower body work that doesn't seem to bother it. But instead, I'm struggling with this compulsion to just be like, screw it, you know, let's order pizza. And that's <laughs> not that not that there's anything wrong with pizza, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like it's that all or nothing mentality, and it's it's stupid. And I don't and I don't know why I still can't quite always figure it out. Now the good news is I find that my uh, my episodes, my bratty episodes where I just want to throw up my hands and be like, this is crap. I, they're shorter. They're shorter than they used to be. I mean, I used to take months off and it was this roller coaster of, a, I'm either on a diet and doing everything perfectly and eating like 1500 calories a day and exercising seven to eight, you know, seven times a week, if not more, or, or, you know, I'm gaining weight and I'm sitting there watching Netflix, eating ice cream. You know, there was no in between and I'm finding that with time, and, and the older I get and the more I, I really stop myself and think it through that, that that's counterproductive and ridiculous and, and, and they're shorter, they're shorter little episodes. You know, I can, I can take a day off and have a bratty moment or even a week off, but I don't, I don't tend to stick in that bad mind place for long. I'm like, well, pick yourself up. What are you going to do? Put on 30 pounds and feel better about it? No, you know, do what you can. That's exactly. Well, I mean, you just hit on so many different things in there. Um, and the first one I just want to unwrap is something that <laughs> you might not even fully realize yet, but it's you, first you were saying like your, your bratty episodes, they could have lasted like months or yeah. it's like, yeah. but now it probably like lasting a week is a long time. I'm assuming mm-hmm. like, yeah. And if you think about that, if you really like think about that just from a, an objective perspective, something that like would take you off track for several weeks, a month, several months, that would just be a complete excuse just to stop altogether for you to go from that to like having it be a week as a, like a long time, mm-hmm. like more for me a day or a couple of days, like being more realistic when it does happen. Like that, that is not only a tremendous amount of progress, but like, having a day or a, like a bad day or a bad couple of days or a bad week is that's very normal. Right. And it's like, can it be improved? Yeah, sure. Could you get to a point where it's like you improve it even more where like it doesn't last a week. Maybe it's like always just a day or so. Yeah, absolutely. But I also think it's really important to realize that like sometimes you're just going to have a bad week and that's okay. And it doesn't mean that like, I, I think the fact that you're able to say that like you that you are able to be open and, and truthful and honest with yourself and other people that like, Hey, I'm not where I want to be is what will allow you to keep building an even healthier and better relationship. Because I think it's so easy for people to fall into the like, well, I don't want people to think that I don't have my stuff together. So mm. they always like, Oh no. Like they, they, they always just like, they say things are better than they actually are because they don't want people to think worse of them. And ironically, what that will turn into is imposter syndrome and feeling like a fraud and feeling like looking at everybody else like, well, how come they can do it, but I can't on the inside. And they feel like they have to keep up an image that they've created on their own that like no one really gives a shit about, but they think they care about because they made it up and now they have to keep it up. And the Mm -hmm. fact that you were so open and honest about it and objective about it will allow you to keep making more and more and more and more progress. But I I really just want to like hammer home having like I literally am I'm gonna publish a video on YouTube in a couple of hours showing that earlier this week or, or last week when I was sick, I ate like shit for several days. I didn't mm. train obviously because I was sick. And like right. 
it's that's part of just being human and it's not it's not that you don't have those days that that's not really the point because everyone will have those days it's about how do you how do those days affect you in the long term and the fact that now you're at a point where you don't let those days turn into months that that's extraordinary and that's i think what really the ultimate goal would be for for most people it is and it's definite progress i still find myself i i still find myself even when i am sort of you know focused and i'm trying to work myself i think almost hyper focused to some extent so that's still something i think i need to work on it's that perfection thing you know and when perfection takes a break because inevitably it has to and we can't maintain perfection you know i'm learning that these bratty episodes they last much shorter amount of time i don't sit there and pout in a corner for very long but but i still find myself always striving for that perfection and i think that's ultimately what keeps tripping me up and pissing me off so give me an example give me an example of like where where you feel your your striving for perfection is um, is either keeping you from making progress or making life more stressful than it needs to be. Okay, like like I, help me understand. What am I like? Okay, well, uh, for instance, I'm one of those people who um, you give me. You know, I'm very goal oriented. I, I like something that's tangible. Um, and so, you know, uh, for instance, we're, I, I try to hit my protein and calorie calorie goals. So. That thing is tracked in my fitness pal like you wouldn't believe. I keep very close tabs on what I eat, what I consume. I, I measure things. Um, I, I mean, I eyeball when I have to, but I like to exist in a world where, you know, I don't have to guess. Um, you know, I print out every single workout and I, I don't miss workouts. You know, like in our in our inner circle workouts, I do the four times a week. I print them out. I keep copious notes. I always try to improve something each time I do the workout, like some small thing, no matter what it is. Um, I have an Apple watch and I try to constantly move my move goal up just a little bit, like maybe once a month to see if I can just improve my my, you know, just daily activity, right? To, I'm always trying to push myself, push myself, push myself to get a little better about something. And I think I exhaust the hell out of myself. I get to the point where I'm like, good God, who can keep all this up? And it, it's, it, it's exhausting. And then something, you know, life happens. A kid gets sick or, um, you know, I hurt my hip or something, you know, you name it, right? And I, I can't do one of those things for a while or something gets in the way or um, I don't know. And, and all of a sudden I just throw up my hands like, well, screw this. You know, this is just too hard. And it's almost like I, I think I'm mentally exhausted from trying to maintain this level of dedication that sometimes I think, God, Patty, if you could just do 70 or 80 percent all the time, you'd be so much happier instead of always trying to do 100 percent because you drive yourself nuts. But trying to talk myself into that is what's so difficult because I like to exist in that sphere where I'm constantly pushing things. Got it. That makes sense. And, and I have a couple things in my mind. I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to, I'm going to ask a question that is actually like, it might be a little bit weird. Um, okay. Do you feel like, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it because it's, it's a very odd question in how it's phrased, but do you feel like you're trying so hard to not be a perfectionist sometimes that you're actually treating your efforts to not be a perfectionist like a perfectionist? Yes. Yes. 
as in like I know exactly what you mean are you being a perfectionist about trying to not be a perfectionist yeah I'm trying to plan it out it's like I'm trying to micromanage myself almost yeah trying to micromanage your perfectionism about not being a perfectionist (laughs) yes oh my gosh yeah and you're being super hard on yourself for not being a perfectionist about not being a perfectionist yes oh my gosh I never thought of it that way holy crap I've never said those words out loud so it was very difficult for me to like to try and articulate it but as you were talking about it I could hear how stressed you were yeah I could hear the like the angst the stress the worry about not being as perfect as you want in your quest for not being perfect yes and I can't figure out how to make myself stop because I'm on this endless loop, well, you know? And so this. then I... Here, here's the okay. next question. Okay. Why do you think you are trying to be, quote unquote, perfect in all of these things in terms of why do you feel like you constantly need to... And I, what I, I'm going to very much... I think I might know the answer. I don't, I don't always know. I think okay. I, I might know, but from deeply honest, like very trying to be like fully objective and, and uh, open here. Why do you, what is it? Focus on this one thing. Why do you always try and improve your your daily movement? Why? And by improve, do more. Why do you feel like more is something you have to do? Um, I don't know, because I guess more always signifies improvement to me. It always signifies level, you know, leveling up the next level of maybe fitness, the next level of, um, of achievement. I mean, is, do you think, is any part of it out of fear? Yeah, maybe if I sit still, if I, that sigh breath right there tells me that 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 hit home with you, like, oh, fuck. Yeah, probably. Now go on. Now keep talking. Yeah. I mean, I I think probably, I think it's a, a fear of. You sound so much more relaxed right now. Like, you, you're like, <laughs> yes. Uh, like, literally, your tone changed. And you found me. You guessed well, me. Yeah, so, you found, so figured now, me out. What are you fearful about? Um, I think it's, it's always about, like, if, I, if, I, if I'm happy with the status quo, then maybe I'll gain weight or I won't um, continue exactly to it. get a better body or whatever it is the hell that I'm struggling for, which I, I don't even know sometimes perfection like that's gonna happen I mean yeah yeah I think that's what drives all of it probably it's very interesting and and just so you know like everyone has a different path in the house like the the path that they take to go to a certain direction but one thing I've consistently found is we all struggle with the same things we all struggle with the same fears but the, the path around them is, is different based on the person. But the fears are, are very similar, if not the exact same per person. So what you just said in terms of your fears, like that is probably the most common thing I hear every day. Like mm. whether or not people understand it, like or they, they, they can verbalize it or articulate it. I don't know if you've ever thought about it in that perspective, but I feel like just the way that your tone changed and you breathe a sigh of relief, almost like, yes, like I am doing it out of fear. Like this is all these actions 
this perfectionism is this this quest for perfectionism is rising it is driven perpetuated by this fear of gaining weight this fear of losing the progress you've made mm-hmm. and if you don't do better or do more mm-hmm. then in in your emotional mind being how am I ever going to look the way I want to look or feel the way I want to feel if I'm not doing better or being perfect? Yeah. Does it, is that, is that hit sure. home? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, and, and you know, and it all ties back to, you know, wanting to always be that way from the time I was a little kid, I always wanted to be perfect. I always wanted people to think well of me. I always wanted to perform to expectations and those expectations soon became the expectations I put on myself. And I think I've kind of done that with this too. I mean, who really gives a flying, you know what, if I, if I gain five pounds, I'm not saying that that's what I want to do, but it's almost like, I don't need to, any, to worry about what anybody else thinks. Cause I'm toughest on myself. Most of all about it. It's like, it, it's this fear, which is crazy because so what if that happens really? Who, so what? I mean, well, that's so what, what, let me ask you this. What, what would happen if you gain 10 pounds? Nothing. Some of my best jeans wouldn't fit, but that's okay. And it's funny. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm not suggesting to gain 10 pounds, but, <laughs> but a lot yeah. of times fear, fear stems from an emotional, not a logical response. Not always, but a lot of times, especially in relation to fitness stuff. And um, what I found is one of the best ways to overcome fear is to just let's break down worst case scenario. Like what is literally the worst thing that happens? Like if I gain 10 pounds? No, I mean like let's say let's say um I'm trying to think of an example off my head, but yeah, like literally worst worst thing that happens if you if you you can't improve your your by improving, you can't do more steps, you can't do more movement. You can't like your, your nutrition isn't a hundred percent where you want it to be like, and you end up gaining 10 pounds. Now what? Like, what is life like? Life is pretty much exactly the same. It's just about, it's just about me dealing with it in my head, but externally, like, you know, in terms of people, people's feelings toward me, their view of me, I don't even think most people would notice. I don't, I, it would just, I don't think most people would notice either. How, let me, do you think that, is this, do you think you do this really for the approval or thought of what other people think? Or do you think it's more of like an, uh, an internal dialogue in your own head, like about yourself? It is an internal dialogue. It's totally about me. It's totally about what's in my own head. I don't do it for anybody's approval, but I think I've always been a people pleaser. And so I have that compulsion to always kind of do what I'm supposed to do and do as expected and I suppose I'm known as somebody who exercises and works out and takes care of themselves and eats well. And so I suppose people have that view of me, but I don't do it for that. I suppose it's reinforced. What's in my own head is sort of reinforced by what other, how other people see me, I suppose. Yeah, you There's some of that going on. You don't, you don't do, you don't exercise because you feel like it's expected of you. No, no, right? no, 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 no. I love it. And, and there is a fear component to it. But what I'm trying to figure out is, and I'm trying to like, yeah, just like bring out within the discussion is, I think it's, it's, 
it's a lot of times in, in our culture and our society, what we find ourselves doing is sort of putting a blame on, on society or culture being like, well, I like, I do this to please other people or do what's expected of me or whatever. It's like, I think what's actually going on is I think a lot of times when people say that stuff, they don't realize it's born out of an insecurity within themselves. Sure. And, and it's easier to say, well, I'm doing this because society dictates I must do this. When in reality, it's like, you might be doing this not because quote unquote society dictates it, but because you have it in, in you, the proverbial you is like, there's an insecurity within you that is impulsively causing you to keep doing this. Yes, absolutely. Oh, it's definitely about everything that's going on in my head. So what's going everything. on in your head? I, I, it's like that, you know, anything I do, I want to do it really well. I don't want to do anything halfway. So it's constantly but like what eating you, what at. What are you fearful of? Failing. When, when you're, for example, when you're doing um, extra movement, when you feel like you, you got to get a little bit further, yeah. you, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. You're using the word improve mm-hmm. the movement, whatever, in terms of trying to do more. Yes. But I don't think improve is the right word. I think you say improve because it's an easier way to justify it. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm justifying my impulsiveness here to do more by saying improving. But I bet for you, think about this. I bet for you, doing less and being okay with it would be an improvement rather than doing more out of fear. Absolutely. 120%. It's that thing I said to you. Less. Yes. And 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 not feel guilty about it. Yes. 100%. That's what I said. I said, I need to learn how to do it somewhat kind of badly, but keep doing it. And I don't mean badly. That's just to come back to that. I need to learn how to do a little less or do it really imperfectly for a week or two and be okay with that. Completely fine with that. Maybe not even think of it in this term. You're actually, and I know you don't mean it. You're using the wrong words. And those those words are going to like, I'm such a huge believer that words have a lot of power. You're saying do it badly or do it imperfectly. Yeah, I would say that the way you're doing it right now is badly and imperfectly in terms of <laughs> fair enough. Seriously, versus yeah. like yeah, the way you're doing it right now is a very impulsive, very fear-based mindset. Whereas, mm-hmm. if you were able to do less and be okay with it, it would be more of a healthy, moderate, sustainable, happy, enjoyable, which is like. Mm-hmm. Way it's the exact opposite of batter and perfect. I would say it's way more perfect. <laughs> okay, okay, right. I agree. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yes. So, what are you fearful of? What what drives the fear? Like the this, because I very much believe that you enjoy working out and you enjoy I fitness, mm-hmm. and I also very much believe that a lot of like that compulsiveness to do it and that enjoyment comes from it is born out of and this by the way is one of the most common things among personal trainers i work with a lot of coaches a lot of personal trainers a lot of coaches and personal trainers become coaches and personal trainers because they started doing fitness and working out because they were insecure and Mm -hmm. they started doing because they were insecure and they got in the gym they started eating well and they started to like look better and feel better 
and then it became a compulsive thing. We're like, well, if I stop doing this, then I'll go back to where I was before. And it's all based, they do it around a fear of, they don't want to go back to where they were before. And meanwhile, they don't realize that they're perpetuating a new fear and a new anxiety that like, if God forbid they work out less or have a slice of pizza, then all of a sudden they're going to go back to where they were before. And that's the last place they want to go type thing. And so it's, it's all done out of a fear. Do you, what, like, does that make sense? Like, do you feel like that is sort of resonates with you in some sense? Absolutely. I think it's all about a fear of gaining that weight back and feeling like I felt after I had Max and feeling like, you know, I was out of control and I was uncomfortable and I, I couldn't walk up the stairs and I didn't have energy to pick up my kids. And, you know, I don't want to feel like that ever again. And, and I just, you know, being strong and, and feeling good in, in my own skin is incredibly important to me. And I'd never want to lose that. Never so want to lose that. What do you think would be, what do you think the right answer is? Like, what do you think that you need to do better? Like, what do you think that would be the best way for you to improve in all of this? I need to not hold on to things so tight. I need to be... I need to not be working out seven days a week. I need to um, probably be okay with maybe doing the three times a week program from the inner circle, not the four, right? Now that's inconceivable to me. I need to be okay with taking walks instead of doing cardio because my hip hurts. I need to be okay with not tracking every meal and not measuring everything. Well, what you just said, that's it. Like, yeah. That's what I need to do. I'm so happy. Hair standing up, chills, like super happy that you just said that because that's exactly right. And that's, that's what you want to do. And and it's, it's very interesting. Like it's all coming together now from in the beginning of like, it was the word used earlier was perfection. Right. Mm -hmm. It was like, I, I, it was like trying to be try it was like i'm i'm always perfect with everything but it it's not really being perfect from the perspective of it's being compulsive mhm yes oh 100% you're absolutely and, right and uh the fact that you went straight to i need to be okay with not working out 7 days a week i like that's that is exactly right now, because logically, I guarantee you, if I asked you or if a friend said, like, hey, do I need to work out seven days a week? You'd probably say, oh, my God, no. no. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely not. You don't need to do that. Yeah, I mean, but, I do tell my But emotionally, that. you get anxious, worried, concerned, fearful that if you don't, then you'll lose progress, that you'll gain weight. Yeah. Absolutely. So let me ask yes. you this. Hmm. Knowing that, knowing what you need to do in terms of like what the right thing to do is and knowing what your impulsive re- reaction is in the moment to the fear, what do you think you actually like practically need to do? Like what, what is the next step to getting better? Hmm. I don't know. Just do yes, it. You do. Yes. Create you know a, Create. Create like an accountability thread for it, 
and well, no, no, no. You know, like even before the accountability thread, what is the actual step? Like, what do you legitimately need to do? I don't know. I'm missing it. What? I would say, if you know you shouldn't, you like need to not be working out seven days a week. Yeah. Need to not work out seven days a week. Absolutely. I need to follow my own advice. I need to. I need to just not do it or do it in this case. You know. It's, Right. I need to print out the three times a week sheets. I need well, to make so a vow to myself. You're doing the four times a week strength, right? Yeah. And what are you doing the other days? Step or kickboxing or hit cardio or running on the treadmill or some sort of metabolic workout. You name it. I have like a collection of, you know, 300 DVDs downstairs. So I just pick and something. It, okay. Got it. So this is it. This is perfect. And I'm assuming that, and I'm going to just sort of like reiterate, if you don't work out, like if you don't do one of those metabolic workouts, you don't do one of those like hip, hip, hip kickboxing yeah. class or whatever. Yeah. Like you start to feel anxious or worried yeah. or concerned. Like you, like you feel it in your chest. Oh yeah. Like, like without that endorphin rush to start the day, I, I can feel kind of lost. Like I don't know quite to do with myself. Yeah. And I, I want to clarify because it's not necessarily like the endorphin rush as much as it is like I burn calories. Like that's like today's better yeah. because I burned. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I got sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. So, so I think like we know exactly what to do. So in terms of, I don't know like, if you want to do the three times a week strength, that's fine. But I think more importantly than that is you could do the four times a week strength, but okay. you need to chill on the other stuff. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm driving myself nuts. I, I think we're about to make some big progress. So tell me what, knowing that you need to chill on the other stuff, what, what are you going to do? I'm going to take a break from all the exercise DVDs. I'm just not going to use them for a while because, you know, it, um, that's the slippery slope I tend to end up on. I'm like, well, I'll just do one on Saturday, you know, and then I'm at five days a week. Well, if Saturday's good, then Sunday's good. And, and then all of a sudden I find myself, you know, doing them seven times a week and I, I it, doing something seven days a week, feeling that need to get sweaty every day. And I, um, I got to make a vow to take a break from that for at least, at least a month. And see what happens. I could not agree more. I love that you said that. I was literally in my head. I was like 30 days. Like yeah. 30 days. The only workouts that you do are the four times a week strength. Okay. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be very hard. It's going to be yeah. very hard. But if it's a hard thing to do, it usually means that it's the right thing to do. Because I bet for you, it's easier to do that extra workout from the perspective of like emotionally it's easier mm-hmm. for you to do that workout because it will lead to like a feeling of okay i did it i'm not going to get fat versus taking a break and not doing it because now you have a fear sitting in your stomach like oh my god even though you know logically it's not rational you have that like angst that anxiety like sort of filling you up because like i need to do it i need to do it or else like what's going to happen right i mean what if i decide to eat a bunch of pizza that night you know I've got that insurance or that workout or you know whatever it is like just whatever random it's almost like insurance 
emotional insurance to make sure that bad things don't happen. Yeah, it's, like it's a so interesting. That, that is a very, very, very interesting point. And I was just talking about this with someone the other day. A lot of people compulsively exercise because they use that exercise as a justification for eating more than they should or eating too much later in the day. And if they right. don't exercise, then they're then they're like, well, what if I want to uncontrollably eat or binge or something and I haven't exercised? Now I'm really like double screwed type thing. Right, right, right. And I don't usually, you know, all about perfection. I don't usually do that. I track everything on my fitness pal, but it's almost like I like that insurance. I like that just safety net of just in case. It's strange. And what I, so here, I love this. I think that this is really going to be really big. What I would want you to do is number one, yes, you're going to create an accountability thread in the inner circle group. That's for sure. Okay. Um, for 30 days, the only workouts you're going to do are the strength workouts. That is it. Like no hit, no, no, like just the strength workouts. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, every time you start to feel like that angst that like I need to do something, I need to do something. The first thing I want you to do is have a verbal out loud conversation with yourself. And I literally want you to talk to yourself about why you're feeling anxious, why you're feeling like the compulsive need to do this. Like, and out loud, like, listen, and when I say, I'll give you an example. Like, this is how I, how I do it. And I literally do this to myself. If I start to feel anxious, it's like, okay, I'm starting to feel myself getting anxious. I'm starting to feel like, get up. Like, I feel like this, this nervousness in my chest. Why am I feeling this? I'm feeling this because right now I want to work out. I want to get really sweaty and I want to like do this workout because um, I know that if I do it, then it'll like give me that emotional insurance that like if I end up eating more than I should, that it's okay that I'm not going to get fat. But realistically, I know I'm not going to get fat. I know this is okay. I know like that I have to do this in order to have a better relationship with X. And all of a sudden, like you have this logical discussion and the emotions have less control because when it's all stuck in your head, you, it's all fear-based. It's all like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. But once you start to talk about it and rationalize it, it's like, okay, it's really, I, I know this isn't going to happen. So like, just keep going in the same way that you would tell a friend, Hey, you don't need to be working out every day. Hey, like you're not going to get fat. You're essentially doing the same thing to yourself. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then after, and once you've done that, update your accountability thread and like, Hey, I started to get anxious. This is what I was feeling. I almost did it, but I decided like I had the discussion and I didn't do it. And for 30 days, 100%, just those four workouts. Can you do that? Yes. Does that make you yes. nervous? Yes. Yes. Tell me, Absolutely. Talk to me about that. I mean, I love to look at what my resting heart rate is. I, I love that it's low. I, I'm, it's strange what I focus on and the fact that I might not have that. It might not be in the 50s. Like freaks me out. Um, and that's okay. I mean, it's, it's like, I, it's like this, this mental to-do list of all the stuff I need why, to make sure I do okay? and maintain. Because it doesn't mean I'm not healthy. It doesn't mean my heart's not healthy. It doesn't mean that I'm going to have a heart attack. It doesn't mean, you know, I, any of that stuff. It doesn't mean I'm going to have bad circulation. It just, it just, I have to, I, I'm trying to like tick off all these boxes and I can't take them all off all the time. I'm driving myself crazy. I don't think you have to, to achieve what you want to be a healthy fit person in this moment right now, do you feel a little bit more calm and relaxed than you did right after I said for 30 days, you're not going to do those workouts? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, 
you just did was you just had that logical conversation with yourself about why you know you don't need to do it. Right. I said it out loud. You said it out loud. And if you'll notice, there are two ways I could have phrased that question. Number one is I could have said, why do you feel like you need to see that number low? In which case you would have then spoken about why you should have seen it low and like why in that fear might've come out. I instead phrased it as why doesn't it matter? And then you literally spoke about, well, I know I'm not going to get fat. I know like it's not going to mean I'm going to have a heart attack. I know like you then spoke all the positive, rational, logical things about mm-hmm. why, you know, you don't need to. Right. And then it reinforced. It's like, okay, like this is what I legitimately need to do because it's driving me insane. And that's exactly how I want you to do it every single day. And just like we talk about in the inner circle, especially frequently, Susan, I've been talking about this concept of friction. Yeah. It's going to be very hard, but I guarantee you at the end of 30 days, you're going to be so happy. I can't wait. It's going to be the biggest. And I can, I can feel it even from the first time that I said, like, is it out of fear? And you had that sigh of relief, just like, yes, it's out of fear. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's because and earlier in the conversation, I was saying, thank you for being open and honest. Thank you for saying it because a lot of people, they, they feel like they have to put on this, um, this consciously or not, they feel like they have to put on this air of uh, competence and understanding and they, and they get it. And like they're, they're a higher level. And you, from the very beginning, you were very good about being like, I have a lot to improve. I have a lot to improve, but you, you weren't articulating consciously or subconsciously that, it was based out of fear. And once it came out and was like, yes, this is out of fear. It was like a huge weight was released off your shoulders. It was like, now you don't have to be fearful anymore. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. There's nothing to be fearful about. Right. No, it's like, there's and, and there's nothing to hide. It's like, this is it. This I've been doing it out of fear and that's okay because now I know, and now you know how to attack it. And now it's going to stop. Like literally P- Patty from this moment forward, you aren't going to be, you aren't going to be a, a prisoner of your own fear, which is very exciting. It's very exciting. I love it. Like I get, like I can feel how more relaxed you're. You're laughing. Like you don't. You're not going to be. You're not going to feel bad anymore. If you don't do one of those DVDs. Absolutely. I can't wait at the end of thirty days to kind of. Truly, I think that it's it's kind of forcing me to have to face that and look at it and stare down and deal with it. And, and it's going to be okay at the end of 30 days. And I, I'm looking forward to that. I, I need to feel that. It's exactly right. And it's one of those things where when you were 75 years old, like you don't still want to have that type of feeling, right? You don't want to be like, Oh my God, I got to like be sweaty type shit. Like you, you want to address <laughs> it now and yeah. for yourself, for your kids, for your family, all that stuff. But then what I, what I really want to like, make very clear and you know this but i'm gonna say it anyway just because like it's important here it's going to be difficult like it is going to be very anxiety producing okay in the moment like in that moment in which like okay i feel like i gotta do this it is going to be very very anxiety producing it'll be like overwhelming like a tidal wave when you make the decision when you have that conversation yourself, you're right about the accountability thread and the decision is made and final, it's done. I'm not doing it. It will wash over you and you'll be like, I feel so much better that I didn't do that. Like it, it is an impulsive behavior 
is usually done at like the height of an emotional response. And once, and if you don't give into that compulsive behavior, it is the most rewarding feeling in the world. And that's when you can start to not let that emotion have so, so much power over you. And I always want to preface by saying it's going to be very difficult, but when you succeed and when you don't give into it, it is the best feeling in the world. And you'll really start to feel that fear go away. Good. I'm ready. Are you ready for this? I am. I'm tired of being in my head about it all the time. You know, checking that box every day. I love it. Is there, is there anything else that you want to do to discuss or anything else you wanted to, to jam on while we're on the phone? No, I think we covered it today. Do you feel good about, about what we discussed and about the steps moving forward? I do. And you know, it's funny. It's, I, I didn't see it going exactly the way that it did because I think I knew half, but I didn't get that other half, which is what I think we really uncovered, you know, which is why it was happening. Why I had that compulsion, why I was constantly like fighting that battle of perfection. So thank you very much. Well, thank you. And thank you for being open and honest and willing to discuss. Yeah. It's, I think one of the coolest parts, a lot of people, they get, it's, it's very easy to get on the defensive and be like, well, no, that's not true. No, that's not true. Like, no. And it's not because like they're, they're mean or, or angry. It's a lot of times born out of insecurity and fear. And the fact that you're so open and willing to discuss and be objective, it's, it's one of the reasons that I know with every ounce of my being that you're going to succeed. And you're going to like, it's going to be so funny because one day, six months, a year, two years, you're going to listen to this over again. You're going to be like, oh my God, I can't like, I can't believe like that was me talking. It's going to be like, you're, you'll work out like three days a week, feel better. Like you'll like, <laughs> you'll be in a completely different mindset. And then we'll be at the inner circle retreat, just laughing and talking about like how far you've come. And like, I, I'm super excited for that because I, I very much believe in all of my heart with all of my being that just because of the way that you're able to be objective and, and view things from, from a outsider's perspective on yourself is like, you're going to succeed far beyond what like, I think you're, you, you might even realize at this point. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, thank you for getting on the phone. If there's I, anything I can do, please let me know. And I'm going to be looking for your accountability thread. So you got to start that today in the inner circle. We'll do. Okay. I definitely will. I will. Thanks so much for chatting with me today. It meant a lot Thank to me. You. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Sounds good, Jordan. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.